You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody, Tim McMaster here, along with our MLB.com Rays reporter, Bill Chastain. Bill, Happy New Year to you. Same to you. All right. Well, we have not spoken on the podcast since before the Evan Longoria trade, so we're obviously going to get into that quite a bit in this podcast. We'll also talk about five questions facing the Rays in 2018. You have a story up on the site about that right now. Um, But let's start with Longoria. Obviously, it's a trade where there's been talk of the possibility of the Rays dealing their franchise player, but I'm not sure how seriously anybody took it until it happened. So let's get into it. Obviously, they trade him to the Giants. They get back Christian Arroyo, who is a prospect and a third base uh, left side of the infield kind of guy. They get Denard Spann, who's going to make a lot of money in 2018, but he fills a possible need for the Rays as well. And then a couple of young pitchers that aren't highly touted prospects in Matt Crook and Stephen Woods, but they are guys that could be useful pieces. And uh, Woods in particular, I think, has some upside, some great stuff. He just uh, has to figure out where the baseball is going when it leaves his hand. So (laughs) let's get into it a little bit. First off, Longoria. Obviously, the face of the franchise has been for so long. Um, I know the fans are kind of crushed to see him go. uh, But what does the dealing of Longoria mean for this franchise and where they stand right now? Well, first off, uh, I would agree with that. I'm a little stunned myself, even though, I'm not really that down on the deal. I mean, based on the team's model and how they do things, uh, you know, come uh, you know a few weeks into the season, he would be a ten and five guy, and then you really, you know, your hands would be bound on, you know, whether or not you could trade him. Um, so, I, you know, I think the timing was good, but it's still just kind of hard to believe. You know, I mean, he's the guy you've seen at third base since the beginning of the 2008 season. Um, I think the last guy I saw start the season there was in 2008, and it was Willie Ibar. So um, it's been a while. But, um, you know, right now uh, I think the fans are a little bit stunned uh, to see what it, you know, uh, how it's going to shake out. You know, I I think everybody wishes him well. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if he kind of has a rebirth with the Giants. Um, Everybody is expecting the Giants to bounce back this year. the guys they got back in return, I'm kind of interested in them as well. In particular, I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen with Denard Spann uh, because, you know, he's set to make $11 million this year, and uh, that doesn't really fit in if the Rays indeed are trying to, you know, get rid of the payroll. So um, let's see how it shakes out. Yeah, so Span's certainly a guy that maybe they can flip. Uh, you mentioned the payroll. It's one year, so it's obviously not a big sum of money over multiple years. Uh, that's the benefit and where they save money over the Longoria deal. Uh, he is from Tampa, and it sounds like he's excited about the possibility of playing for the Rays if that should come to fruition. Uh, but but if you had to kind of call it, is in your mind the, the thought that they're more likely to trade him than to keep him at this point? You know, I, everybody seems to think that the Longoria deal indicates that they're sacking the bats for the season and going totally young. I'm still not so sure about it. I mean, I think they might, uh, there's still a chance they might, you know, run this team out there and see what they have this year. Um, and then you could, you know, adjust if they're not doing well. Um, just for example, uh, I think all of a sudden the infield comes together a little bit. You know, you have a place for Duffy now. I'd be very surprised if he's not going to be the third baseman. And, and of course, when he came over to the Rays, he was the uh, 
you know, the third baseman for the Giants. Um, Span could be the raised left fielder. I, there, there's a lot of moving pieces. It's going to be really interesting with what's left of the offseason and, and spring training to see what kind of team the Rays put together and, and what their approach is going to be. But I will say this, you know, while we all speculate, you know, that the, that the Longoria trade was going to be the first piece, this and that, historically the team has never gone in that direction to just totally, you know, do what some of the other teams have done and, and put, you know, just all young players out there and, and say we're just building for the future. Well, they have done a nice job of building up the farm system without completely uh, breaking it down here as the system is good once again. So I guess we'll be able to know the full direction the team is thinking about uh, whether or not there's another move, I guess, right? Because if they're going to tear it down, then Colomay, Odorizzi, these other guys, they're going to shop them and and you're going to find out what their plan is. But I think we'll quickly know, um, as far as rumors go, if if that is the case and if the team's going to kind of go for it. How about Arroyo? Because he is um, the the top prospect in this deal. Uh, He was pretty high up in the Giants system, although their system is not a strong one. Uh, He made it to the big leagues in 2017, but it sounds like the Rays will take their time with him, and uh, he's not necessarily a part of the opening day plan for the Rays. Again, who knows? I mean, the way things are going, but uh, it is interesting that uh, Arroyo is from Brooksville, which is just north of uh, St. Petersburg and Tampa. And uh, he grew up a a Longoria fan, so here he is replacing him. But, um, you know, I I think all, you know, anything is open. I mean, it's the Wild West uh, on the West Coast of Florida. Uh, What's going to happen with this team this year? And and I look at the roster. They're not exactly depleted of talent. No, certainly, and they're a team that won 80 games last year, and and you would think they could roll out a good team. Of course, the other teams in the division have uh, toughened up as well, especially the Yankees this offseason. So I guess the last question as far as the trade goes is, who is now the face of the franchise for the Rays? Well, somebody asked me that in one of the uh, inboxes yesterday, and and I'd I'd have to go with Archer and and Kevin Kiermaier. Um, Of course, you know, Archer, is he going to be here this year uh, based on speculation? But, you know, both of them are, um, you know, they get along with the fans well. They're fun to watch. The fans like watching them play. You know, both of them play hard, work hard. Um, and, and I see them out there. You know, I've, I've never seen either one of them. You know, not, not that I've ever seen anybody really on the race. Race players generally are pretty nice to fans. But um, I see both of those guys going above and beyond and, and they go out and do community things as well. So um, I could see those two being one or the other or both being the face of the franchise. Yeah, that certainly makes a whole lot of sense. And like you said, if they're both there, Kiermaier will certainly be there. Um, and even if this team decides to do a full rebuild, Kevin Kiermaier, I would think, would be a big piece of that rebuild with the amount of time he still has under team control and the team kind of team-friendly contract, I think it'll turn out to be deal that he signed. All right, your five questions facing the Rays in 2018, and some of these obviously um, relate to the trade as well. Number one, can Matt Duffy make a successful return after injuries in 2017? And I guess, Bill, that's even more important for this team after this trade. I think it's uh, too bad for Duffy, too, that um, you know this was really the first taste the Rays got of Duffy. Uh, he was very frustrated last year about uh, the status of his heel, and I think they finally got it cleaned up with a second surgery. And uh, at the end of the year, he seemed to be doing all right. So 
I'd be very surprised if he's not back this year. I think he's a really good player. And um, I don't think they'll lose a lot if he is the third baseman. I'm not sure they'd lose anything in the field with him at third, Uh, maybe a little bit with the bat. But uh, this guy is a ball player, and and I think that was a a good deal the Rays made when they they traded Matt Moore and got him. So uh, some of the dividends from that, you know, the, the Rays will probably be seeing this season. All right, up next, is Jake Bowers the answer at first base? And the longer this offseason goes without the Rays making a move to add anybody into that equation, it's certainly starting to look more and more like they may head that direction. If I was GM, he would be. I I love this kid. You know, we've talked about it a lot. Uh, He's just very impressive to me. He's mature. Uh, He's got a a disciplined strike zone, and he's got really nice power and uh, I thought when they traded Casey Gillespie last year, that might have been a little bit of an indication of their intentions uh, because Gillespie was getting a lot of the reps at first base at Durham, and then they moved uh, Bowers over there, you know, and he'd been playing some outfield. He's not a bad outfielder, you know, and, and he could give you some time in the outfield, but I think his best position is first, and that might have been a little bit of a, a, uh, a hint of, of what their intentions were going to be. Will Blake Snell continue on the track that he followed in the second half of 2017? Obviously, he struggled in the first half. Boy, the the Rays sure have to hope so. He he was totally different in the second half. Uh, uh, he made that one adjustment. He had been starting his uh, delivery from the right side of the mound, then he moved towards the center, and it kind of mechanically just kind of put everything into you know clicked everything into place. I know a lot of people kind of thought that uh, me included. That he wasn't, uh, that he was kind of afraid to let his stuff play in the major leagues. But I think it really was kind of a mechanical thing, and and it might have gotten to his head a little bit. But he sure straightened it out, and he looked good and finished the season strong. All right, and then you have can Steven Souza elevate his performance to a higher level in 2018, and what does that mean exactly? I guess staying healthy the whole year would be a, a key too. Well, of course, he made strides in that area this year. Uh, I've seen him mature quite a bit. Um, you know, when they got him, he was, you know, all world at the AAA level. Uh, so, you know, you never know how that's going to translate. And, and in fairness to him, you never really got to get much of a look at him. He was injured so much of the time. But last year he was on the field the whole time. Uh, he gave a really good accounting with his home run power. I think he'd like to make a little better contact. Uh, but he has matured in the field as far as I know, uh, you know, and he's even made fun of himself for a lot of the balls that he dove for and really didn't have a chance. Now he seems to, uh, maybe it's because he's playing next door to Kiermaier and he can watch, you know, the best outfielder in baseball. But, uh, you know, he's he's grown a lot in the outfield. He made a lot of great plays. And, I, I, you know, I think if he stays healthy, there's no reason he can't continue to grow and, and really become closer to that guy that, Everybody thought he could be when he was in the uh, uh, Nationals farm system. And then finally, is Brent Honeywell a lock to find a spot in the Rays rotation? There's obviously a lot of talented arms. And and maybe, Bill, does this kind of depend on other moves the team possibly makes? I mean, if they were to deal another starter, he would obviously be very much in that equation. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's a lock right now. And, and, you know, they'll be down. If the season started today, they're down one starter, and that's Cobb. And they certainly have guys that uh, could fill in that. Now, do they think, uh, you know, it's, I, I don't think that they're going to just give him a spot. I think he's going to have to really be the guy that's better than one of these other guys in order to get in there, unless there are, you know, two or three spots that need to be filled. 
But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I've not seen him pitch. I might have seen him pitch one or two times in the you know late innings of a spring training game. But um, you know he'll be in camp this year, and I'm eager to see him. I, I know he's. Uh, everybody talks about his competitiveness, and you know some people take it as cocky. Most people tell me it's cocky good. So uh, maybe some of that could rub off on a young team this year. Yeah, I got to see him in the Futures game, and he looked pretty good there. He has that screwball that nobody can quite figure out, and it's fun to just talk about that pitch as well. So some great questions there, and we will monitor the answers throughout 2018. That'll do it for MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.